0: Hey SEOs and content marketers, say goodbye to crazy spreadsheet mashups and experience unprecedented connectivity between your SEO planning and reporting data. Introducing AudienceKey, technology for keyword mapping, content brief automation, and rank tracking that form an SEO strategy system providing unparalleled feedback loops between planning, reporting, and optimization activities. Put your time and energy into strategy, not data upkeep. Visit audiencekey.com and apply for a free trial today. Cyber Monday, Black Friday, the entire Christmas season is coming up way, way, way too fast. Um, This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Christine Schackinger from Sites Without Walls. Hello. This is a uh, hard time to be doing a technology show that is as open-ended as Webcology. Um... About an hour and a half ago, Christina and I had a like seriously passionate, drag them out, yell at each other argument over how to cover stories um, that involve um, politics, um, the Israel-Palestine conflict, um, far-right uh, movements on the web and um, in the corporate boardrooms. Um, just, I mean, you can end the panoply of ways that politics touched the world of technology. And how to cover these things is, is really dicey. And, and in our arguments, neither Christine and I were right or wrong, because we both have very, very strong views on um, what is relevant in, uh, and relevant is the wrong word, but in how to talk about a uh, 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 Really sensitive political issues um, in a politically secular environment, and of the two of us, I would suggest I'm the worst sinner on this. in In this count, I have a very hard time keeping my politics internalized. Um, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and moving into a American election cycle a lot of the online tech shenanigans that would otherwise be politics in an outside realm except technology and the world and environment we work in is pretty much the realm of communications. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is in previous years, especially towards the the beginning of webcology, we were really able to deftly avoid some subjects that we can't deftly avoid today. Um, There's no disclaimer to put on before we do any political coverage or technology coverage adventures into the political, except that we deeply respect the views of all listeners and the right of all listeners to have whatever views they have we can't help what comes up in the news cycle and what we feel is relevant to the listenership even if we don't like it or if it's a difficult thing to cover so that said there's a few things we need to talk about today um
1: i have a a one interjection now yeah I would say that we always try to cover it from the respect humanity point of view. So that may come out as political sometimes, but it's not meant to be. It's just respect humans. Um, I think think that's how we try to cover these things.
0: Yeah. Again, I think that's a a view of uh, both Christine and my core politics. Um, People first respect people, the technology and the world and the money and all that sort of stuff comes after Okay, so when we talk about characters like Peter Thiel or Elon Musk, when we talk about their politics, it's not that we want to, it's just that these are massive players in the tech world who are interjecting their politics into our world, marketing, technology, various platforms, and uh, all of this has an impact on search, search marketing, digital marketing, and digital marketers for instance twitter was an incredible marketing source i mean oh my goodness i bet you a bunch of advertisers really miss that stream and that was you know an environment we all used to play in and uh you know many people aren't playing in that environment anymore so this was a good one peter Thiel, the uh founder of paypal and um one of the more the founder of uh Palantar, um digital security. Um, one of the more powerful tech players in Silicon Valley, certainly um, one of the leaders of the uh, what, what's called the PayPal Mafia, the, the gang of guys who came out of PayPal to create new and innovative and wild things, um, Twitter being one of them, Elon Musk being one of those people. Uh, Peter Thiel turns out to have been a uh, FBI informant for the uh, last uh, two and a half years or so.
1: Yeah, I know. Although it does seem, although as anyone knows, I'm not a Peter Thiel fan. If you follow me on social, you know that. But that's for his political views. I mean, his right wing, like
0: hardcore right wing. Dis- women- that's how it is.
1: Yeah, he wrote an article: that "Women destroyed capitalism when they were given the right to vote." So where my views come from but um so but uh, to be fair in this case he was being asked to be an informant about foreign nations reaching out to to interfere generally speaking you uh, in tech you know like silicon Valley so and also probably some election stuff in there too mm-hmm. so I I, I see that that as a pretty straight route to talk to him about it and for him to be an informant now for people who don't know informant is a specific, Thing it's not that the FBI just called you up and said, "Hey, Peter Teal, what are you doing?" Because they probably do that all the time. Um, an informant is a literal document you sign. You have an agreement with the FBI that you're going to inform and you're going to do X, Y, Z, and they're going to have a handler that you're going to talk to and that kind of thing. So, uh, the person that um, reported this is actually a close—I don't know if friend is the right word—but he is close with Teal. He's worked with Teal a lot, and uh, he also says he's an FBI informant. So um but i don't know that it's necessarily
0: um I, some of the targets i understand are, 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 are actually kind of interesting um yeah he has uh big issues with with google and a lot of their involvement in china um yes. and he also seems to have big issues with um the MAGA movement the MAGA, the, the, the donald trump uh, camp who he had thoroughly backed in um 2016 and again in 2020 um he seems to be informing on them as well which is i find quite fun um breaking news breaking news breaking news breaking news i love that it you is. just you just posted this in our chat uh fcc yeah, has moved forward up. with title two net neutrality ruling um three to two down party lines net neutrality is being reinstated
1: yes Yes, it has been reinstated three to two, and we don't know all the details yet just because it just came through and we have not had a time to check it out, but they are reinstating net neutrality. Now, by the time everyone else hears this, they'll probably know that too, uh, but it, is a, it I think that's a good thing. I know you and Dave had many debates because I had many debates when I was Dave's working mm. partner on net neutrality, so <laughs> I know you guys did a whole session on it at a uh, conference once, didn't you? We
0: did a whole yeah. session at an SES. Actually, we did a couple, yeah. couple SES shows, um, yeah. and unfortunately, they, they 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 stopped booking that 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 segment when like only fifteen or so people would show up in the audience.
1: <laughs> but they were but fun,
0: and they were always fun debates.
1: They were fun debates, and I got some great pictures of you guys. But that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I think it's a good thing that
0: there really it is a really things. good thing. Although it's going to be disruptive in that there's been what how many years now, three, four years where net neutrality rules have been um, suspended and charged by the charge by the meter business models have evolved onto uh, onto the web. So how that gets worked out over um, over the coming coming weeks or as as, the reinstatement of net neutrality uh, becomes law. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. This will be a bit disruptive.
1: By the way, I, I did make a mistake, and this is not Jim's fault. It's mine because I was trying to read it quick and get it to Jim. Uh, they're moving ahead with the plan to reinstate. So there is going to be an open public comment period. So it's not an instantaneous thing.
0: Just okay, thinking. but but it will be. Uh, it, it, it's, it's almost very yeah. complete. This is going to go down yeah, exactly. uh, uh, party lines, and now there is a extra commissioner who's a Democrat, not a Republican. Um, and I believe that the commissioner of the FCC is now is a Democrat appointee, not um, Ajit Pai, who was the, the Trump appointee who did away with net neutrality rules.
1: Yeah, I, I think it'll be a good thing. We'll see that. You're right; it will be disruptive because people have operated without it been there for, for how many
0: years now? Huh? Four, four years, five years? Okay. So speaking of disruptive, um, Google is, uh, this is the worst thing that could happen to Google from a, we're keeping our secret secret standpoint. For years, people have tried to get Google into court to reveal how their algorithms work. And it's been almost impossible. Google would um, would settle with litigants before going to court. They would go out of their way to avoid an open court. But you can't really settle with the DOJ when... Um, I don't know how how many states at this point. I think it was like thirty some odd states or, or American territories, Guam, Puerto Rico, etc., are going after Google for for antitrust. And in the trial, um, incredible revelations of how Google works. Often, how there's a left side and the right side of an office of the office working together, and sometimes at counter purposes. Christine, this is fascinating.
1: Uh, which part are we talking about? <laughs> uh, well this
0: uh, second story on our grid oh uh,
1: gotcha yeah okay. smart it's employees
0: explained success but but m- moreover just the peak under the hood that we're getting at at, at, at how Google operates I mean we've, we've we've got Google manipulating um query phrases to favor um more profitable adword combinations. we've got that set on the stand. Like, that's incredible. Now, we got Google saying, yeah, you know what? There's a reason we're not indexing all those pages.
1: (laughs) We don't know. That's definitely the reason. But they definitely said they're doing a lot more with less data. (laughs) So a third the data that they used to use. Now, it could be for training. It could be for testing. It could be for indexing. But we do notice that the last couple of years, and Google keeps telling us, not all things are going to be indexed anymore. Uh, even if it's good quality content. So, um, so yeah, it is an interesting thing. I think for an SEO, and I'm gonna do this over probably the weekend because I don't have time during the week this week, but I think I'm gonna go through the whole transcript from the trial and see what's all been said in there. Because it seems every week you and I hear a new story about something juicy that came out, which means there's a whole lot of other information in that uh, transcript behind it that would probably also be interesting to us who work with search so and Google.
0: Pandu uh, Pandu Nayak is a vice president of search at Google. He's been there for nineteen years. Uh, this 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 guy is an old hand at Google. He's been not not there since day one, but uh, he close. was there for, for close. He's been there for a very okay. long time. And um, he spoke of the evolution of the algorithms and how Google understands language and, um, well, how it understands basically content in general. Yeah. Now the web is continues to grow exponentially. It is growing so fast that I don't think that there's a word to describe the rapidity of new documents being placed online.
1: Thank you, AI.
0: Thank you, AI. <laughs> there you go. I mean, there's, there's uh, you know what? WordPress has stopped creating documents just for the heck of it. You know how WordPress would create a new document for every image that you put up? They've stopped doing that. We'll get to that story later. But oh, AI yes. has certainly <laughs> taken up the slack and is creating documents left, right and center. And there's no way Google can be expected to keep up, nor should they, for goodness sake. I mean, there's just so much out there that is not important.
1: I will say, though, because he says machine learning is like their big help here. Mm-hmm. Um, as is a personal opinion. And my search results will not match your search results. here in Canada. I'm here. We get different things. Well, okay, and Tim. also,
0: we've had different habits. But, Google wants to service different things. Our cookies yeah. say different stuff.
1: All of the yeah, stuff, that, the
0: panoply of stuff that, that goes into a of results All
1: the set. go into that. But Matt Cutts said years ago, he would never have them put machine learning and ranking signals and things oh. that are live in search because it could break and they would never know how to fix it well and that may well
0: be true but here we are well
1: well, that's what i'm gonna say though so my results because i was talking to some people yesterday um like i looked up something like um who manages my property like my apartment complex and i got like two articles from 2000 2001 i got like several reddit pieces i got several things that were totally irrelevant i got things from other cities even though i put las vegas in there so lately for me my results are really bad. They're just bad. They're like, uh, I think you and I were talking the other day. I put in Las Vegas in a search, and Las Vegas definitely showed up in the top three, and everything else was like from some other. St. Louis was one of the places. Well, um, yeah. Google
0: so Google is trying to make connections based on how it understands context and relationship of words, and I think it's when okay. how to say it. Um, when it was processing using links, incoming links as a much stronger factor, um, it had a counter, a much stronger counterbalance to its decision-making process. Links are a important factor, but less important and certainly less important as a, um, uh, what's the right word as a, uh, uh, bias determiner, um, Word relationships are much more important in the, in the post-BART universe. And, yeah, Google's still getting it together. <laughs> like, clearly, yeah, still it, getting it together. In fact, isn't that something Danny tried to say in uh, response to a tweet from Lily Ray, who was pretty much saying what you're saying, like, hey, Google, your results sets stink these days.
1: They're terrible. They're so bad.
0: Um, and, and she was like, this isn't helpful. And Danny's like, yeah, well, this is it. search liaison. Danny Sullivan's like, yeah, well, this is a process for trying to do.
1: It's been like five months on that process. <laughs> like, I just think that the the idea right now with what Google's producing that they can use far less things because they have machine learning and they can use one third of the data because they have machine learning and one third of whatever else they're doing because they don't list everything. Um, it just does not seem to be working right now. So we'll see in six months if it's any better. But you, you know, a lot this, of people are. I was just going to say, a lot of people are to, seeing.
0: Well, this gets back to what Pandu Nayak was saying on the stand that um google is actually using about a third less data Mm -hmm. um and in doing that according according to mr nyack they haven't seen a decline in search quality again some may argue that's not entirely true
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know if the quality raters are getting the same results i'm getting because and also i just want to put this one personal thing in there If I do not put Reddit in the search result, Google decided because everyone was adding Reddit to a search result. Now we want to see Reddit. Um, I'm getting like 10 Reddit results in a box on a page that Reddit has no help for me. There's nothing Reddit can do for that search result. So maybe a trend should just be left as it is instead of trying to push it all the way to the top.
0: (laughs) Every SEO out there immediately said, oh my goodness, Reddit is the new Wikipedia. Go, 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 go.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, this will all be fixed in six months when the, um, you know, all the SEOs and the affiliate marketers just <laughs> do Parasite SEO. Parasite SEO is when you use another site's strength to get, rank- you know, to help your site get rankings. Well, so,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, That's what it's called. So, Parasite. Uh, uh, the problem the Justice Department has, and one of the reasons they went after uh, Mr. Nayak to get this testimony is they believe that Google has used its extraordinary heft and weight and money and uh, power in the search world to deny its rivals, um, well, about a third to a half of all users and user queries uh, coming out of the United States because Google makes itself the default browser of everything. Um, Everything they can get get close to and throw a billion dollars at anyway. So yeah, I think Google's actually in trouble here. I really think Google's, they got Google um, and I'm not sure there's a way it's gonna twist out of it.
1: Well, that's because they're being double-barreled because the EU is going after them for the ad issues with the ad network dominance and monopoly and a lot of that testimony was also in this case so eu's already said that they think the only solution is to break um them up and uh that's where they might be headed in this case i don't know in the us if they're because of the way we view things they're going to actually break up google but i think there are going to be um at the end of this agreements on how things have to be handled because even Microsoft testified and one of the professors from MIT on how Google's uh, made it very difficult for anyone to compete with them. Now, of course, Microsoft has a vested interest but I don't think the professor from MIT probably does. So, uh, so they both agreed that it, Google's Google's buying up space, you know, becoming the default engine, all these things have led to its its ability to be so dominant, which kind of makes sense because you think Microsoft's been trying for a long time with Bing, and they've never really gotten the market share. And you always think, well, maybe it's Bing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's the environment is too difficult to compete in because of what Google's done. I don't know that for a fact, but we'll find out when the case is resolved
0: that's you know what that's a really strong argument that could be made i can tell you people will argue that their click-through rate on bing in some uh in some sectors is much stronger than their click-through rate from google so they feel that they're reaching a better group of targeted search users organic organic you know for organic click-through rates or maybe it's because um there are certain demographics who are more likely to use Bing than there are, um, than use Google. You know, I've seen seen the argument made a whole bunch of different ways. But importantly, Bing has been probably, and DuckDuckGo and other search engines have probably not had uh, the opportunity to be front and center. But just as, you know what, this reminds me of, 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 for some reason, reminds me of AI in search. People don't want a bunch of options, they just want the one thing fed to them and they'll use it. (laughs) Um, I think this is an important one to jump to um, before going anywhere else because it kind of gets a frame on um, the resources going into uh, the use of um, AI in search and in pretty much every other um, aspect of uh, creative and, um, some very non-creative, uh, digital works. The environmental impact of the AI revolution is enormous. It's kind of makes what the generation of cryptocurrencies, you know, the, 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 the constant hashing away, um, that computer's got to do to to mine crypto it kind of makes that look like an environmental picnic um ai eats energy for breakfast lunch dinner and snacks
1: 24 7 it's an addict it's a very it's very addicted adding generative ai to google search increased energy use more than tenfold according to an analysis in the verge reported on tenfold google search billions of searches a day a lot of energy
0: so not only does it add um, take electricity, it costs a lot of money, but it also adds a lot of processing time to the search process. And this is from people who are absolutely obsessed with speed. So think these factors into, put them, put them, put them together. Enormous environmental impact, enormous uh, financial cost, and the slowing down of a process that Google, Bing, et cetera, and others um, have all been about, we got to make this faster, got to make this faster, got to make this faster. The, it it, it chose an absolute commitment uh, to continuing with developing uh, AI and uh, AI uh, augmentation of pretty much everything. So, we're going to talk about guardrails. We're going to talk about how <laughs> SGE works. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff around um, artificial intelligence, large language models, and the evolution of of the AI environment.
1: And to, to give a quick idea before we move on, mm-hmm. um, for right now the servers at uh, nvidia I saying that right? NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. NVIDIA uh, delivers uh, are running through about five point seven to eight point nine terawatts. Of electricity a year this is reported in the verge but by 2027 if they ship all the ones that they're believe they're going to be shipping it'll be 134 terawatts. terawatts at the top and that is almost equivalent to the amount that all data centers use now which is 205 terawatts so we'd almost be doubling the electric needs of um of for, uh, for AI. And then in addition, we didn't talk about, and we won't get into today, but also there's a massive water need, too, for cooling and things like that, so.
0: Now, here's what you get in return. Less options, but ultimately, likely more precise answers in a l- very limited uh, range of contexts that are probably 90 percent of all things that search users do in the first place and that's the thing i mean um most search users are looking for an answer There's this great article in uh where the hell did he publish it you know, michael mike king goodness gracious mike king uh put this uh great piece up in search engine land uh published published today how search generate search generative experience works and why retrieval augmented generation is our future and this is a long article. Like we're not going to cover it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I but we uh, we'd have
1: to do a separate episode to cover the article.
0: We're going to do a separate episode to cover the article. We got to get Mike Mike to come on to talk about it because it is just so huge and juicy. And I agree with ninety percent of what he's written, and some of it I, I I'm not. I I would like to actually challenge and ask some questions to make sure I understand where he was coming from. But um, I think he makes a number of. How to say this, Mike takes a really innovative look at the search environment, how search engines work, how people work with search engines, and um, comes to conclusions from points of view that people mightn't actually think about. For instance, it takes about 14.3 seconds for a user to make a choice when they're on on a search result page. I'll scan through articles or look at the at the carousel, whatever. they will scan through references and look at the carousel, maybe even glance at the adWords. And about fifteen seconds later, 14 point point3 seconds, 15 seconds later, a quarter of a minute, they make a choice. So that's how long they're willing to wait to get a, to get an answer. 14, maybe 15 seconds. So if SGE can't be faster than that, then the users are going to go to the blue link because they're not being satisfied fast enough. That's an assumption, but I think it, you know, that, that probably works out for, huh. for how humans will work.
1: Well, I know you don't have it up there. They don't allow Canadians to use it. Um, well, that's okay. But I,
0: I got, I got a, yeah. Uh,
1: got, got a proxy. Yeah, I got a okay, proxy. Yeah, yeah, I got a yeah, VPN. Yeah, yeah, but when I use it regularly, I, I actually was in Firefox yesterday. I didn't realize it wasn't in Chrome. Because I use them for two different things, and uh, I was like so relieved that that SGE box didn't show up, because because I'm already in the page, I'm already looking at what I want to look for. I don't find the SGE box personally to be all that helpful. I use it maybe oh. one out of hundred times, That's... but 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 by the time it loads, <laughs> it's like I'm already in the page, and now the whole page shifts. You know, talk about a CLS issue, right? Cumulative layout shift. It's like I, I'm like already in the page, and then it generates, and then I'm like, oh gosh, now I got to go find what I was looking for. Um, nope. But also, that they did cha- make a change this week in the test, though. The test now, it's either, do you want to generate a search, or it's a much shorter box. It only has probably, it's not maybe, I would say, probably 150 to 200 pixels tall. Um, maybe sometimes 300. So, it's not taking it full page anymore. But, yeah, but I could see, like, it's just, it takes so long. I'm just like, ugh, I go straight to the 10 blue links. I'm actually happy to do. Well, so.
0: It's very, very, very much worth reading this article. Looking at how Mike looks at the SGE experience, and um, I think he he sees this and, and actually talks about it as a threat. Um, yes. But also acknowledges this is here, it's coming. There's like it's one of those freight train tsunamis. You're not going to stop it by standing in front of it. You better adapt to it.
1: Well, the the thing he is right. It will just it will just. Just be honest. I'm just gonna be dead honest. This is my feeling, but it's gonna destroy click through rates on anything below it because you have four ads on above it and then you have that. And then often you have a people also ask and then you get to the links. Now it could change because this week the one I had Oh it will, it's didn't, evolving rapidly. Yeah, it's Google's put the people, relation to it. Didn't put the people also ask. They put the ten links first and then put them a couple of links down. But um, if you're in the it depends on which one they release. Now again, the experiment ends in December. This is a massively expensive, massively, you know, from everything from the amount of servers to the to mm-hmm. the you know, power, to the everything, the data centers they have to have to run it. So we'll see, cause now they're also, and, and I'm going to jump real quick to another story cause it's a real quick one, but it ties in now. Is they're adding, um, creating images and writing to the SG? Now personally, I think they should just create a button that, you know, a tab that says create and put it there. because. I don't know why anyone would sit there and do that while they're searching, but um, but on the other side of that, um, that's also going to massively increase when people are doing image creation and writing in there as well, their, their costs, just costs. So we'll see how it affects their ad revenue, so what they launch with after December.
0: Not sure who wrote the piece. And I it's it's not in our grid I'm, I'm I'm just I'm just throwing this up. I saw it the other day, I think it was Dwayne Forrester who wrote it. Um, talking about how search with AI is very likely in a couple years to start adopting a social format where we're sharing our um generative discoveries from one of the better term. Mm. I mean again, I'm not I'm not sure exactly how how Dwayne phrased this, but um, in his conversations with, with you know, with Reese people at Bing and people who are actually making, uh, this is this is what they're talking about. Um, so there's a bunch of different, how to say this, plans that the search engines have to change the environment in which we get use share and relate to information and a lot of it's scary. I really hope that they're thinking this through long and clear and, and taking a long-term approach. Um, because there's a story in here that, that actually really spooked me. Um, and it touches on how a lot of AI content is working its way into the news. Uh, yeah, that's not safe. That's not right. That's not, um, it's maybe future AI content, but today's AI content should not be filtering its way into the news and should not be being, um, how to say this, by and large, it shouldn't be the facts that become public record.
1: It definitely shouldn't because hallucinations, I, I follow on LinkedIn a lot of the researchers that run like these companies, like are the head of research, not the run the companies, but the head of research, AI research, Hugging Face, DeepMind, Google, all this. Stuff. And, uh, and they have stated that the hallucination issue cannot be fixed like right now. And maybe they said like five, 10 years, but right now it's still gonna produce a lot of the time bad information. And you and I already had that that story last week. Where the Bing chat put out the bad information and the person put it into their blog to show it as bad information, but then it was picked up by search as actual information and then regenerated into
0: chat is,
1: as factual information.
0: And this is precisely how news content created by AI, which, you know, again, 99.999 times out of a thousand may be dead on factual. Oh, I'm sorry, 99 times out of a hundred may be dead on factual, but it might not.
1: Yeah, and the rates are actually much lower they generally tend to run between the models between 60 and uh, 50 and 70 percent
0: Again, i'm not, I'm, uh, I'm not sure about stuff that actually makes it into the engine news coverage i'm also assuming for
1: oh, i'm uh, just talking uh, human about the...
0: intervention and being and being as exaggerative as possible in the example but to be charitable as possible in the example even if, if there's an infinitesimal amount of doubt that could be erased by actually having a human do it and another human edit it to verify and fact check it before it goes out this is the public record it has to be it has to be done that way and it's much harder to do it it's much more expensive to do that way but it's the way we've done it and it's the way we've evolved to do it for a really good reason sort of like having a timestamp, you know um uh, uh uh having human intervention to um observe and then another human verify what was observed
1: yeah it's it's so hard right because they hallucinate because they're just generating text they're not Still, a lot of people don't understand they're not search they're not search information retrieval not pulling back information like that so it's so it's very difficult because from one of the red team people i talked to who like tries to protect their company from model issues they're saying that they have to do everything on the way out so all you put in whatever you put in and on the way out it does a lot of the filtering um but it's a language model. So it's so easy to get around around a lot of that stuff because the protections they put in are just what they could conceive conceptually with, you know, language and, well, people use language in all sorts of different ways and then that makes it not that hard to get around a lot of the protections.
0: There there are ways that um, ChatGPT4 is and, and, and Bing are ref- Refining prompts as they go along to try to weed out incorrect, incorrectly generated information.
1: Oh, you mean the image and, prompts?
0: Well, not just image prompt. No, not 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 just that. It's just it's just refining and reasking, refining and reasking, refining and reasking, oh, do, he, he doing doing yes. doing bias checks, refining and reasking. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: And yet,
0: so No, and and yet, and yet, mistakes are being made left, right, and center. No, no, no. going I
1: was gonna if... say, and yet, ChatGPT four is more susceptible to biases and getting around the safeguards in the model
0: well yeah we're going to get to that in a second
1: yeah yeah this this (laughs) self-eating this
0: self-eating tail um has happened over or sinking its own tail has happened over and over and over again um it's just happening at a a much larger and faster scale now (laughs) um uh if you have have you ever um had had a friend or or have you ever had the experience where you were a ta a university ta
1: Yes, I was. A, I was. So you had to mark. You had
0: also you had to mark first year students' yeah. papers.
1: I That's did. That's terrifying, isn't it? I taught first year students. But well,
0: teaching is one thing; reading what they write is another.
1: Yeah, teaching them, you're just hard. talking to them. You
0: ain't hearing what they're thinking when you're yeah. reading. There's that. And then it's terrifying.
1: Well, can't let's add them. to that. So uh, there's a special program in North Carolina where people who were uh, disadvantaged hmm? could come to college. So usually their skills that way were not it was something you had to work with them a lot on so yeah i'm very familiar
0: <laughs> one thing i found even more terrifying than terrifying than bad writing was bad research bad writing i can deal with you just can't express yourself well but you want to become an engineer and you haven't researched this properly that bridge is going to fall down that's scary right. Right. and that's a thing that you find in um uh, a lot of generative AI content right now. but again, um, it's not like the uh, AI uh, engineers aren't aware of and understand that this is their Achilles their Achilles heel. Um, so they're working they're working on finding ways to and I love the I love the reprompt reask check for bias reprompt re-ask, bias check. Eventually you hone into the right stuff except, um, and this happened with, uh, with, um, early rudimentary, um, chat bots. Um, if you, um, how, how, how they become racist really fast, <laughs> like really, really, really <laughs> fast. If they train on, if they train on open content and. You know, I mean, my goodness, why don't I, why don't nice people write rants about how good everything <laughs> could be if people were just nice to each other? Because really angry people, no, they don't. Not because as many really people. Angry people write a lot of rants about how bad uh, um, this group or that group or this group or that group are.
1: Well, there's how- a difference, though. Uh, those groups are organized, right? And so they have, like, publications and blogs and social media posts, and they help. We don't have the good people who need been part of a glee club. Like- well, yeah, but we don't, you know, but we don't put out blogs and articles. And, and, and that's stories the point. That's And,
0: and, and yeah. so when um, AI or... Um what were they before I, I, I actually I lost the word for them I called them chatbots but that's that's actually the wrong term
1: um, they say chatbots now too they were they were different but the back then it was just machine learning I think is most of
0: yeah, the, the the early machine learning models um, when released to the open web would immediately be go go to chan yeah. and absorb it like it was Wikipedia.
1: Well, and and it is a legitimate machine learning term. This is not like a slang. They call it the Nazi problem. And OpenAI supposedly solved the Nazi problem by having a bunch of humans in Kenya go through all the worst materials that they um, were going to be training on and remove that. But that doesn't solve, solve the But it doesn't solve the problem. The problem. Exactly. It just
0: has a bunch of people get paid a whole bunch of low, uh, low wage to see and deal with awful stuff.
1: Yeah. PTSD was really high with those people. But the 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 thing is that if you took it, the model out after you cleaned it all up, right? Took the car out, it's all clean and you don't take it anywhere and it stays in an encasement like a garage. Well, it may never get dirty again. But the problem with OpenAI and the other AI models, especially smaller ones, is they go out into the world and they get exposed again by people's information they put in, information it trains on. And then they have the whole problem again because the car went out and it got rained on and it got some snow and it got some dirty stuff on the tires. And now it's not clean anymore because it was exposed to the world. And that's what happens with the AI. Same thing. It goes out in the world and it finds all that stuff again. And it all has to be um, readdressed because what you used, the language you used uh, two years ago to say something hateful changed a lot of the times because people know about like filters. And so they try to get around it by using different language.
0: So, this is coming up in uh, some generative output, and although the nobody wants to see it come up, the engineers don't want to see this come up. Um, Sam Altman does not want to see this kind of stuff come up. But nevertheless, it is. Um, just be incredibly aware that this is happening, that this will happen. That this could happen to your content, and if you set and forget, I mean, this is like this is like 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 setting forgetting uh, your your AdWords back in the days when Google really was manipulating AdWords uh, AdWords costs directly. You just don't set and forget because you're going to get in trouble doing that. Um, to same yeah, with and, your content,
1: and actually, the paper from Princeton, which spawned this article that we're reading today from the New York Times, um, and st- uh, sorry, Princeton, Virginia Tech, Stanford, and IBM. So the guardrails that they put in when you start fine-tuning the models actually are not very sturdy. And I like to liken it to, I used to know a guy who ran a uh, gaming, you know, like a gaming black hat network, right? So to make money off of people gambling online. He has 70,000 sites. Now imagine you take those 70,000 sites and you turn them on to some topic that you want to damage the ai right you know it doesn't require seventy sites so let's just say it's 70, why
0: the hell not
1: yeah it, it unfortunately it doesn't require a whole lot the of more things. the merrier anyway, right right so it's called data poisoning in in large language models or there's other terms for it too and what it means is that someone could use large lang- large amounts of content to to put Completely bad things change. in yeah and then it pulls it up like some fact which is why personally I always say this I don't think SGE I don't think I don't think it belongs at large language models in search because people assume search has factual or at least trust factors in there and what comes out of the SGE as we know already from just last week's story where the guy got the bad information accidentally in there it can be bad information or it could be really, it could be worse it could be disinformation to like harm a, a sec of people so it's it's yeah. very it's very concerning and it's, it's something that's very difficult for For them to protect against everyone I talked to an AI who does the red teaming protection, you know, about this kind of stuff says it's very, very, very hard to protect it's a very difficult thing
0: Well, as the hopeful update is uh, teaching people and again you can. Talk about other aspects of the of the helpful update. One thing it did do is um, it's uh, swathing through craptastic AI generated content, and it seems to have found it. And at the very early days, it seemed to have actually found that content, isolated, and made it number one in the rankings. And now it seems to be going be going through it with a sigh, with a sigh, a farmer's sigh.
1: Oh, did I say something about that? Like a long time ago, I think I did. Well,
0: again, <laughs> um, now.
1: I am that sad to see people. Said, on site, there but... is still
0: craptastic results that's coming. There out. are.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and again, uh, Danny Danny Sullivan, uh, search liaison. And I'm actually, you know what? I'm siding with Danny on this one. What Google's trying to do in reordering how it looks at content is so insanely complicated that it's going to take a couple of re. So. Google's index is a photocopy of the of the web, right? The last time Google saw all this stuff and it's constantly updating its photocopies of various parts of its its own index. And as it as it updates itself, updates its uh, its its photocopies of your of your pages, it reevaluates those pages against everything else in the web in one way or another. It's reevaluating against everything in its index. And that takes a lot of time. I'm serious. it takes a lot of time to do that. Um, days and days and days and days, two, three weeks at a time it could take to regurgitate everything at the speed of light given how much stuff's in its index. We've all sat there and watched our massive audit reports tick away on our computer day after day after day, right? That's, oh, a, yeah. that's only with like two or three million uh, URLs. Imagine yeah. two mm-hmm. or three trillion URLs.
1: I had one site I couldn't fully crawl that was a, was about, yeah, about, two, two, it was 2 billion URLs that I couldn't fully crawl it. So, yeah,
0: so you're getting into Rip Van Winkle territory if at yeah. five URLs per second. It,
1: for most of what we know about what Google tells us, it generally takes about three months for them to update something. That's for like when they put Penguin into the core model, when they do HCU, when they do core updates, they all have about a three month to four month um, window, they say.
0: So as it goes through and again, just rejigs everything from Helpful, um, I think it's going to take, it could take up to three, maybe six months to start seeing what Google wants, what Google believes it wants to generate. And who knows what happens in the meantime, because, you know, this is Google, right? They're going to get scared of, they're going to get scared of their own success halfway through and do something, do a 180 or something, because this is Google. They always do that. Core update finished. The uh, October 2023 core update uh, yeah. finished rolling out, uh, I think, earlier today.
1: Yeah, the, the core update and the HGU seem to be particularly like like Penguin and Panda back like a decade or so ago, like very, very, very aggressive if you got hit by them. Like I have sites and nothing happened, mm-hmm. but uh, I am reading like I think one of Barry Schwartz who wrote an article about it um, uh, was the of the core update, I forget which one. I think he had like 600 plus comments. All, lots of people so so if you're in search and this is your first time going through this with google because i think the last time we had them this rough were um there was one core update or two in the beginning of core updates but like that multiple algorithms back to back killing your websites i think that was probably Panda pen and penguin right like have we had anything since then so this might be the first time anyone's experienced this kind of massive destruction Back to
0: back like this, you know, there's, I got, I got, I got a feeling about uh, something that happened around September, August last year with reviews and, uh, and a a core update, but that's, um, that's the closest I can think of, of back to back overlapping.
1: And And reviews kind of niche, these, the, these two are like, you know, very broad, so.
0: Okay. So this is, again, this is a humble brag. I'm so sorry to do this, but um, um, I got this, I got this weird, like niche site. You're only going to this website if you're working in a specific industry doing a specific thing. Okay. There's, we, we measure success in hundreds of visitors a day, not thousands or tens of thousands. And hundreds of visits a day is wonderful for this site. It's great for this site. So it had by far the most successful Monday on uh, in, in Google organic uh, yesterday than, uh, than it's had. I'm sorry, this week than it's had ever. The week before it had the most successful uh, Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Um, but trying to keep it really simple in my approach to seo and just follow exactly what do exactly what google says to do period whoa
1: that's so radical well it is (laughs) actually somebody's blog post on how to like game it no (laughs) i do the same thing sometimes i feel like i have uh imposter um, syndrome because I'm like, I'm just doing all the good things Google wants me to do. And other people like, I did this thing and this thing. I'm like, okay, well, I just did the good things Google wants me to do. Well, so. I
0: think the difference is neither of us are doing affiliate, um, neither of us are doing our own things. Um, neither of us I'm not I'm not gonna touch black hat because if I did yeah. the corporations I work with would not be working with me anymore at all ever. Um but I don't feel rewarded as much as this is the way I expected the machine was supposed to work. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. Definitely.
0: Google it's in Google's best interest to tell you what to do right. It is not in Google's best interest to screw you around unless you're unless it wants to shake money out of your pockets, but that's a different show topic altogether. <laughs> But in the organic world, I, I I remember when we used to totally distrust Google. They're trying to mess us over and <laughs> trying to, to dissuade us or to to, to to give us their version of disinformation. And I just don't understand why they would do that. Would never did lie? understand. Well I never understood why Google would lie to SEOs about how it works. And never that it never lies, made sense to
1: me. They lie about a couple things that they want to put a squash on, like link finds like links don't work. But generally speaking, no, I totally agree. They don't straight out lie about something that actually is a thing. And they don't straight out lie about thing when they tell you something isn't a thing. So it, they may like go links aren't as important to content when links are still like super strong. But um, but they don't come out and say, don't don't worry about links because that would be a, a lie. And they That'd don't. They don't off do days, that. Yeah. yeah, they don't do they don't do that. When someone when Google says, like, we don't use X. And then I see like 10 articles on how they know. That they do, even though Google said they don't. It's almost 99.9% of the time that's just wrong. There's been a couple occasions where there's some SEOs who tested something and found out that Google was saying something not true. But you know, like the, the thing that we just talked about with click-through rates, and now people think click-through rates is this, is this big thing, and it's like, no, Matt Cutts told us years ago how it works. If they have a search result and they see a bunch of the results are getting pogo stick, which means just jumping out of the the one they went into and not and going into another and then into another. So they're not getting what they need. That's an intent issue. And then they rejigger those results, but it's not a ranking factor, but I see like, oh, since it I came out now, I see, like hundred art- articles, like click-through rates a ranking factor.
0: Yeah, it, it, what I was suggesting earlier, I don't care about click-through rates being a ranking factor. For me, click-through rate is a success metric for my client's website.
1: Right, I've gotten right. it
0: into the top 10. I've gotten it into the top three. That's, oh, yeah, I'm just that's saying, a given. That's what I'm getting paid for. Work. But more yeah. importantly is the copy there is the description is the, uh, title is that compelling enough to get the click and that's but where I'm ctr more, is important to me
1: it is but i'm more just saying how how the when google says something it gets misconstrued oh like sure well, like, whatever Google yeah. says
0: lots of stuff that gets misconstrued heck yeah. okay yeah. if you're not seeing uh rich results today that mightn't be because you did something wrong or your schemas off or anything google may be bugging out it yeah. was uh reported um earlier today and Search Engine Roundtable covered it. Um, event lists aren't showing up in, uh, in in search results in search results snippets right now. So don't freak out. Don't do anything crazy to your website. Don't bang your head against your desk because it's Thursday afternoon and you want to go watch a ball game or something. Don't worry about it. Let Google work this one out. Your rich results are probably coming back again. In other words, their yeah. problem, not yours.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I I do think they I mean they have decreased the number of snippets they show, I think, because of SGE, but we have gotten no word from Google that they removed the snippets. So, uh that snippet. So
0: So um Google Bard is now um showing side by side results of different drafts of how it might create something for you and it wants you to tell it which is best. It's not paying you for this, by the way. Don't, 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 don't yeah. log in first, but essentially you're training bard.
1: Yeah, you're training bard. They need people to tell them what results are best. I I, I guess we'll see how much people want to give the information back to Google, but that's all it is. It's just like, which which way we wrote it, does it, do you like it better?
0: Yeah, so, and by the way, there's part... there's no reward for, for being involved in this. Um... No, there is
1: none. <laughs> Um, and if you, if, for people who don't know, because I, I think I forgot to say on the show, it's just a real quick thing. If you're like, how do I get this SGE thing? If you have a beaker on your top of your Chrome, it has to be in Chrome, uh, your Google search bo- um, page, you you click on that and it takes you to labs and you sign up for it. So that's how you get the SGE if you don't have it already.
0: Um, Where to next? Okay, so. Uh, everybody, but we've got about five minutes left in the show, so we want to get through a, a few things quickly. New WordPress is coming out, or a new version of WordPress, six point four release. Um, it's apparently got a hundred performance improvements. Um. Most involved, I mean, it's Core Web Vitals. It's concentrating on Core Web Vitals. Wix did this a few months ago. I know that both Shopify and Commerce have come out. I'm sorry, Shopify and I think Magento have come out with uh, 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 Core Web vital focused updates. Everyone's getting on this Core Web Vitals chip right around when Google's saying, yeah, it's important, but we were kind of exaggerating.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I-
0: yeah. So apparently, uh, WordPress is doing this because many of its popular templates—you know, the the, the uh, templates that that come default, the twenty uh, something called templates—they were showing significant performance uh, slowdowns. So the twenty twenty four uh, performance testing was fifty eight point eight percent slower for uh, longest con- largest contentful paint. Um, Client-side performance, uh, 80, 93.5% slower in time, time to first byte. Um, overall load time, 3.9% slower on, on individual posts. Just terrible numbers, the terrifying. You, you, you're a WordPress uh, engineer. You look at this and you go, oh my god, we're, we're, we're going to fail. So they've come out with uh, a number of improvements. Um, uh working, you know, the, the the house scripts are are served up and loaded. Um I love this one. No longer creating uh unnecessary attachment pages. Oh
1: thank goodness. Did you get a site that's on WordPress that has like twenty thousand pages and you're like, do I take them all off or are they actually contributing some way? They probably aren't, but it's a big gamble.
0: Well and I mean just just re- <laughs> and the research involved, um, you have yeah. to like the, 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 the amount of, um, fine tooth combing you really want to do to get the best performance you can out of WordPress. They're going to try to do all that fine tooth combing for you. Yay. Um, so I think this is, uh, the templates are, 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 uh, going to be cached and load faster. Um, very likely going to be using a whole bunch of browser caching, uh, built right into, uh, templates, um, you know how your um how to how your how your reports at like say GT Metrics or uh, over at um uh uh what page
1: test
0: yeah web speed web speed uh I keep web thinking web, web dev
1: That's I call it web dev in yeah. my
0: head but yeah web speed yeah. tests um
1: web page test
0: they always tell you to uh. get rid of redundant pieces of Java or pieces of CSS and I'll even even show you what parts of the the, uh, CSS or or Java aren't actually being used as the to get the page to load. WordPress is eliminating a lot of that redundant stuff.
1: Great, that's awesome.
0: So it'll be interesting to See if these performance enhancements are actually really big enhancements, or if they still keep keep triggering um, all these problems. But I'll, I'll bet you that the WordPress guys went through a uh, a Lighthouse report or a, a PageSpeed metrics report and uh, said, "Okay, we'll just eliminate all this. We'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do this, we'll do this all automatically. Yeah. It'll never come up again."
1: Well, to stay competitive, they now have they to WordPress. WordPress's biggest issue is slowness, so they have to stay competitive. So it's good to see them do this. Yeah.
0: Okay, I think we got time for one last story, and then we got another. We, then we got to get out of here. We're at the top of the hour. Where do you want to go?
1: Uh, we kind of skipped all the Twitter stuff today, and yeah, you it's know, making me
0: mad. He, I hate Twitter. I'm so mad at them.
1: I know, but you know, they're quick stories. Like they're, they're not going to take us very long. Because They're blocking Bing search. all three of them in two minutes. So, blocking Bing search. Why would they do that? I don't know because you know it's just musk and he had a day where he didn't like bing i really actually don't know the reason i'm just joking but that's literally half the time that's why he does something so but yes they'll be blocking they did it to google a while back and then they let google have access again so well, you know so we'll I, see. Did,
0: I think that they're actually blocking everybody but they single out bing entirely i saw a user agent um star dot and then disallow under that
1: does look like it but that does that, a user agent bing bot and then it says user and it's just, it says disallowed it's, user agent yeah but then that, but
0: underneath it they did, they did a default one as well
1: they but did, they singled out
0: bing bot above that which is kind of kind of skivvy yeah a buck would you pay a, would you pay a buck to use uh to use uh, uh twixter
1: oh god that's so hard i don't want to ever give that I mean we're not talking
0: eight bucks a month we're talking just a single dollar a year to prove you're real
1: now he stole this from Spoutable who announced it like three days before he did um but uh yeah I don't know I'd have to just I'd have to figure it at the time but it is for new accounts right now he's testing it in the Philippines and New Zealand um so you would have to pay a year to a dollar a year to interact on Twitter basically
0: okay lastly um This is so stupid. Oh, my God. So if you fire all the people who work in your security and um, there's a whole bunch of function that Twitter had that provided protection for people behind the scenes, Um, either you could report things uh, anonymously to journalists or maybe like, um, I don't know, Peter Thiel, you were a FBI or CIA informant and needed a channel to talk to them which was very super secret. Yeah, well, that doesn't exist at Trickster anymore because um, they fired all the, the security people.
1: Yeah, the link that you, that you use to link to something like Telegram like the CIA did so people could talk to them is uh, vulnerable to exploitation, meaning it can be sent somewhere else because the way they use the shortener. So if you're using a shortener for anything important, or using a link on there for anything important, realize they shorten it and that causes a vulnerability. And it could lead to an issue. So, yeah. So, and then one, la- one last thing on Twitter, just because it's just real quick, but Twitter might leave the EU because of the Digital Service Act and the EU, which sets forth rules about spreading harmful content or limiting certain user targeted practices. So, uh, Musk said that he, he might decide not to be in the EU anymore.
0: Well, that's what $260 million he's giving up.
1: Exactly. It never makes sense. <laughs>
0: Okay, on that, we have gone full circle. Um, so you listen, <laughs> trying to find a, a way to get back to the, oh my God, we had to do so much politics. Why don't we just do technology? Uh, because <laughs> politics has been inserted into everything.
1: Yes, it has. It has. Let's focus on humans.
0: <laughs> you've been listening to Webcology here on WMR.fm recorded live to podcast on the 19th of october 2023 on behalf of christine schackinger from the sites without walls this is jim hedger from digital always media stay safe be kind listen to the other side as much as you possibly can even if it drives you crazy be well rank well be kind to each other and we'll talk to you next week
1: hi everybody